Officially April and we are kickstarting this month with a huge guest so I'm really excited to talk to this individual because her interests around fashion interweaving that with culture is really exciting this individual has been someone that I've just simply followed on Instagram I really appreciate their kind of fashion style and thought why not get them onto the girls in movement podcast she's an exciting fashion stylist popular style blogger and has freelance for some amazing magazines which I can't wait to hear more about She's recently thrown and kind of organised an unreal Indian wedding, which if you have a chance, you can take a look on her YouTube channel and Instagram, which has some amazing fashion as well. So without further ado, I welcome Kavita Kola. How are you, Kavita? I'm good, Polly. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Thank you so much for joining um, kind of the Girls in Movement podcast. It's all about um, people from different industries. and I really think you can kind of add some information to individuals who are listening today. Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to to be here and speaking with you today. Nice one. Um, so there's so many questions that I suppose I could ask um, kind of over this interview, but I suppose what interests me and what I think will interest our listeners is, I suppose, more around the digital work you do, which is kind of around freelancing and this world that we live in where so many people are kind of ditching the general kind of corporate job and going down the lifestyle of freelancing I suppose your fashion inspirations and how you got into the industry and I suppose any mentors so if we start off from the beginning what's your background Kavita and what's the journey to to what you're doing at the moment did you always know you wanted to work within the fashion industry well um so not not entirely um I was at school, um, <clears throat> I can go. I can go really far back to you, but I, I won't bore you with the whole whole life story. But um, from a young age, I was I was always very creative, but it was more in a, like an artistic sense. So when I was applying to unis and stuff like that, I had, um, you know, quite typically, as a typical Indian girl would, I had all my subjects. You know, I'd got I'd got my you know fairly good grades in everything around the around the block, but. Um, the main thing for me that I enjoyed the most was art. Um, so I managed to convince my parents somehow to let me go to art school. And they said, if you're going to go to art school, do it at the, do it at the best possible place you can. Um, so I got, I secured my place at Central St. Martins, well, at Chelsea College of Art to do a foundation course, which is what you do if you want to go into any creative degrees. Wow. Um, and during that course at Chelsea College of Art, I secured my place at Central St. Martins. Um, when I started that degree, I actually wanted to be a fine artist. But during that foundation year, we just got to explore so many different creative elements of, you know, things like uh, media related and um, film, photography, fashion and all, the, all those kind of things. Um, and I just kind of that's where, you know, a thing for fashion came in. I've always been generally into clothes, that's for sure. But um, I didn't really think that. It was only until I went there that I thought, okay, hang on, Central St. Martins, that's the place to be um, where you can actually get a degree in fashion, go into like a credible job in fashion that would make my Indian parents very happy. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I suppose from there, so you have a uh, blog, um, which is kavitacola.com. And obviously, we can put all the details at the bottom of the podcast. So is it just fashion that you have an interest in? Because I was, I was looking at stuff kind of you doing interior design as well. Is that something new that you moved towards? or? Well, yeah, I think so. So after the whole uni thing, I did go on to work for magazines, which was very much fashion. But then when like a few years down the line um this digital thing really kind of i just thought hang on so many people are doing it yeah. um and everyone seems to have a voice um in what they're wearing and why is it that i just have to listen to editors and why do i why do i have to just answer to editors on on what's cool and what's not cool um you know surely i can start dictating that just as just as well as other all the other girls with blogs are doing too um so that's kind of where the idea for the blog came about and over the last kind of three years that I've been doing the blog it's really I've just very organically expanded in showing and you know conveying all my interests so it's it's gone very heavily beauty now um and I think like a commercial sense of view um with my blog um so many Indian girls who do follow me are so interested in what makeup you use because I guess when you're when you're putting pictures of yourself up online you're wearing you're also wearing makeup you're doing your hair you're grooming yourself so that part of it has just naturally um become really prominent um in it so it's definitely fashion and beauty and you know I've got a genuine love and passion for interiors so as much as I'm trying to be myself on the blog um all the passions are hopefully coming out yeah no definitely I mean I was reading it the other day and it's definitely um you can see there's different avenues kind of fashion and beauty interior and just general lifestyle stuff which is really nice um it kind of loads of people obviously start a blog um these days but there's there's kind of a small percentage where they are a real successful blog and they're getting traffic to it every day do you feel like of course you're writing about your interests your passion but there is an element of maintaining a blog and, and trying to, like, do you get a demand off people to say, can you talk more about this or can you blog? Or, like, do you have a vlog as well or how does it work? 100%. You know what? Um, I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's, it's so nice to hear like how it's seen from the outside because from where I'm standing, it's very much like a one woman show of yeah. me trying to, trying to, get blog posts out trying to make sure my Instagram is looking good trying mm. to trying to just be honest I I mean I've got a million things that I have got on the list that I just haven't got around to doing yeah. yet because <laughs> it's just I mean I'm sure like you know in lots of careers it's just especially when you're self-employed mm. um, and obviously I, I'm not and I don't plan to as of yet I'm not really outsourcing much apart from like photographers and stuff like that so um 100% I mean I I'm YouTube is very much um, on on the cards. It's just finding the time and how I'm going to frame all that into into my work so far. But um, you know, the fashion stuff is amazing. But obviously, as a person, especially since the wedding and stuff, you do begin to evolve. Um, and not that fashion is becoming less of an interest because it's always going to be an interest. But you know, the lifestyle aspect of things really are starting to come through, and I find that element of it is the most engaging yeah as much as people do want to know you know what lipstick or foundation I'm wearing or what dress that I'm wearing just like I want to know what other bloggers are wearing they do pay a real interest into your personal life um so which is why I quite freely and enjoyed um 
broadcasting the, the wedding um to an extent you know um, to an extent, yeah of course I mean wow, your wedding looked unreal Kavita I mean give us a kind of snapshot of how that how that went did you have wedding planners around you or, or was it kind of a, a one woman yeah. this is what I want no, I, I, I very much did I had an amazing um like small team of planners based in London um a, a business called Purple Jasmine Anjali and Andy and they're very like well connected in India and they do lots of really big abroad weddings in the UK and Europe and things like that so they they were incredible and they helped me plan my wedding but obviously I mean I think if anyone knows what Indian weddings are like they're extremely stressful um so I, I lost I mean I I think it all looked really great on the outside and it was an incredible event and the we've got so many amazing memories and photos and stuff but god it was an exhausting yeah. time for me. <laughs> yeah. it's usually such Indian weddings are kind of uh for those who don't know they usually last longer than just a day wedding um but it's kind of three plus days and I bet when it's a kind of uh, Indian wedding done abroad it's probably a lot longer as well but I mean the fashion throughout the whole kind of ceremony looked amazing so yeah hats off to whoever yeah. was the designer well that that was that was the super fun part for me because I think up until up until then um I I really was just like a Londoner not just that's not just is it but you know you know what I mean like as in I was you know brought up in the UK Londoner I'm not I'm not rolling around in saris you know day and night I don't have that but we all from from our childhood or from our parents we've all got that interest and influence and when it does come to those really important times like weddings that is really the time where you do go back to your roots and you do kind of want I, I never thought I did but when it came to it I thought yeah I, I want the whole shebang yeah. I want to do the whole like, Indian thing um but you know I, I also want to put my touch on it as well like I was quite opinionated and headstrong about how like the aesthetics of how I wanted the wedding to be like obviously there is that over the top element but I wanted to keep a bit of like a running theme of like class to it as well and even from everything from the outfits to the makeup you know everyone's like oh you're wearing red and gold like I really actively did not want to wear red and gold because <laughs> I think moving on in in fashion terms that's you know that's the thing of the past it's yeah. it's it's amazing if people want to do it but why should we have to wear red and gold no one wrote that in the um holy book of anything yeah exactly no I completely agree I think uh there's kind of I suppose lots of different elements to Indian culture where you kind of question it at this age where you're like do we have to do that still it's like that's like a 90 year old yeah. tradition we definitely don't need to do that anymore well, well what I find actually I find in the UK and in, in the western subcultures that are Indian and that are holding on you know if our parents are like third you know second or third generation Indians yeah they we actually hold on to those really old school traditions a lot more than people in India now do definitely um I find from what I found and I know a lot of people would agree you know India's really moved on now like it's really advanced like I was walking into all these amazing boutiques and I was like oh what's the bridal stuff they're like oh well you can wear anything you can wear this you can wear that and you know I I it's not rigid it's not as rigid as it used to be and that's what I really enjoyed the most so I just I just went to town and I thought I just I I actually chose my wedding I've never been one of those girls who's like 
oh, you know, I, I want my wedding to be like this and that. But when it came to it, I just sort of like made really snappy decisions. And like, I, I knew what I liked and kind of just went for it and didn't, didn't really go back. The way you've got to be, I think, when it comes to um, planning an Indian wedding. Um, so, yeah, no, it looked amazing and it looked a lot of fun. So, yeah, um, I mean, more into, I suppose, talking about um, you, you freelance for numerous magazines. I mean, do you still do that or or is it something that which it's kind of on the back burner because now you're focusing on the blog and other elements? Well, it, it was on the back burner, um, but now it's it's very much a thing of the past for me. Um, I'm obviously still open minded, um, but I I think now the blog is going a certain way, kind of um, in a in a very much smaller scale, but it's a kind of editorial thing of its own um, mm. because it, it so, solely comes from me and I never kind of pretended that it was trying to come from anyone else from the beginning. So mm. um, magazines, I would say that are very much something of the past for me. Yeah, sure. No, um, completely understandable. Yeah. You, you're actually kind of, I was watching an ad campaign that you're in, which is really exciting, which actually talked about the makeup that was used throughout your wedding with Estee Lauder. So how was that? I mean, how did that yeah. come about? Tell us more about that. Well, I um I do a lot of like work with um brands with with Estee Lauder and, and other brands within the Lauder group like Tom Ford and Clinique and nice. um really wonderful makeup brands like that. So um so with with the wedding, I actually wore um an Estee Lauder foundation on the day of my wedding. I wore the um double wear stay in place foundation. Um, so it was really lovely to come back, and they wanted to feature that on their on their this year's double wear campaign um and feature the wedding and you know how I wore how I wore the foundation so it was it was kind of as much as it was it was a a job it was a campaign that I did as a blogger and it was it felt like a really lovely organic project that I did because wearing the makeup was what actually happened um so sharing that with the extended um population of everyone who looks into Estee Lauder was yeah, really exciting no it's really nice because I was watching the video um we can put the link up as well but it's it's really nice that you talk about the wedding itself it doesn't feature too heavy or like on the on the makeup brand but it gives that whole story of yeah. what you're doing as well which is really cool I love that definitely and I think I think for me as well what what's what's been so I never really saw this coming entirely but um I think brands like Estee Lauder, these these huge like worldwide corporations, um, are really um, they do they see diversity as as something real, and they want to be able to, you know, they want to see that they are they are represented within so many markets and for for so many girls of of different colours. Um, so for them to even kind of pay attention to the wedding and put me on the pedestal like that was was kind of like a real honor to be a part of um and I know that a lot of girl it's kind of touched a lot of girls in a nice way to see an you know another Indian girl doing the same things that they're doing um and on such a cool campaign definitely I mean just touching on that diversity point do you in your opinion do you think there's enough diversity in fashion kind of at the moment or do you think there could be more done around that um, I, I don't think I, I for sure there's not, I mean, certainly not in my sphere, but I don't, I don't think there's like a particular reason to that. Um, especially 
I mean, I could talk about Indians um, because that's what I am, but you know, that it, it is an ethnic minority in the UK at the end of the day. So naturally it's not gonna be a huge, there's not gonna be loads of like British Indian bloggers. There's definitely a few, um, but it, it's sort of representative of what there is. But I think slowly there's a lot of room for, for girls like me and girls like us to, um, you know, there's a lot of space within the industry for them. Um, which I think is a really great thing. Um, Definitely. And, and you know, brands are really valuing that too. Yeah, and I think kind of you were touching on the point of um, kind of Indian girls finding makeup um, that suits their skin tone um, and stuff like that. And I think that's really important for big big brands like Tom Ford, Estee Lauder to, to look into um, because it's still a huge market. So how can they kind of target that market, I suppose? So individuals yeah. using the makeup is obviously a huge thing. Um. Yeah, it's such a massive thing. And I, I even remember like years ago, even like when I was at school, sort of like 18, 19, and when you start like plastering bronzer all over your face and stuff mm -hmm. like that from Rimmel London, which I, I'm sure like everyone used to do, or maybe that was just me. Um, but you know, it, was, it wasn't like the easiest thing to find your perfect shade of foundation because it was, you really had to, I mean, it's never your easiest thing. You've got, always got to go to the counter and try it out and test it, but there, there just wasn't the choice. And obviously with our, like with, you know, darker skin, there's so many different kinds of tones. Like I've got quite a yellowy tone to my skin, whereas some people have got more reddish, tone too so people who could look the same have a completely different um foundation tone and and the brands are really paying attention to that and are catering to that um which which is really cool yeah it's, it's definitely yeah it's a really good point to make as well um so it's i suppose with 2018 i mean we're in april now um and it's gone so quick so do you have any kind of exciting talks and events that you have coming up at all well so i um i'm very much um doing doing my thing for a bit i'm i'm getting quite baby focused oh, i'm expecting yeah. congratulations <laughs> thank you um so i've i've got like quite a few really exciting projects coming up with brands and things like that um and i do plan to put more on youtube and um continue the wrath of insta stories that i'm putting up every mm -hmm. single day um but in terms of like big major things um it's kind of just you know big baby on the way to be honest yeah. I plan to really share that journey with, with lots of people I think for me um for sure attracting the masses is like a great thing and getting more followers is brilliant but um really kind of um cultivating my space of really nice followers who are really engaging with what I'm doing yeah. and people who I can kind of engage with and inspire hopefully um that's what's really important for me and that's what i really enjoy doing yeah. um and by conveying like the kind of everyday aspects of my life and you know the clothes that i'm into and makeup that i'm wearing and baby planning that i'm making yeah. um that that is like that's the kind of fun great part for me i never kind of planned to you know um fly to space or anything no <laughs> of course I mean, what's really <laughs> is like, especially, I mean, there's so many people going through, I suppose, the same motions of having a baby and kind of settling down, I suppose. But what I love is that you can still use a tool of social media to kind of carry on that work that you do every day before there was a baby, etc. And you can still, you now have oh, a, yeah. another avenue to talk about to your kind of following, I suppose. 
Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and I'm like, I think going into the topic of like women and women working and stuff, I think it's a really like topical thing now, of, you know, when you do get to that point of having a family and like um, working and, you, you know, looking after your kids and raising children and working, it's like, do you go back to work? Do you stop? Yeah. Do you quit? Like, do you start up a business? It's it's such a like a grey area, and I think I think it always will be. Um, but I think it's a really interesting topic. And my view on it is, I think I'm so. I wouldn't I wouldn't call myself a feminist as such because I I kind of I'm fine with the fact that I do think women like just because of our bodies we we do have a slightly different role to men um but I think being empowered along the way is so important and um, so to, to girls who who haven't quite hit that stage of like getting married or having kids or something like that I think it's so important to treat your life as though you've got it's not going to end when you do get married and yeah. have babies yeah definitely is, I think want to kind of graft something because as much as you know it is about child rearing and you do want to give everything to your kids and you do want to I mean mark my what don't mark my words I don't know how I'm going to feel when I'm a mum but you know I think there's you want to you want to keep something for you and I think that's important as a human and that's important to show your children as well yeah definitely and I think in the world where we live where remote working and and kind of the way we work today is all about mobile on being online kind of longer than your nine to five I mean outside of the corporate world I think that is definitely changing where kind of individual women who who want to support have a family they can do that a lot more flexible than I still think the corporate world needs a huge shift in okay we need to let more people remote work and have that flexibility but that's another topic but yeah it's great I mean you're doing your passion um, and you can still carry it on as well which is amazing yeah yeah definitely and I and I really plan to and I and I hope that um it's you know it's definitely like a a blog post that's on the list about like you know when you when you have babies working or not working what's what are we thinking what like what's everyone's view on this because I mean I can I can sometimes be a little bit brash in like my opinions and how I think you know people should be and what people should be doing but I appreciate everyone's got different circumstances like there might be financial elements involved there might be you know it's childcare is something is something as well like there's just so many different aspects so I think it's it's like finding the right thing for every person but one thing you know I I, I am hell-bent upon is is just having that something for yourself as a woman definitely um, whether it is your job or something but something that can kind of define you because I think in later life especially when your children are kind of at school and done like you you want to be able to say something for yourself yeah that's not just that's a really good point because I think I mean from my parents generation my mom was kind of all about work kids work kids and that was it and there was nothing she kind of looks back and says I wish I kind of did my passion and what I had to do but yeah I mean it's great that they've kind of paved a way where I suppose the next generation can can do their passion and and make it into a career I suppose yeah for sure um it's even if like work is your thing like you know I I mean I like I've um over the years I mean you know you go through your teenage years but like I've got so much respect for my mum um and like how she keeps herself so busy um she she actually works like within my dad's business but she's such a core um 
part of how like the family is still run as well as how my dad's business is still run yeah. um again that's just you know really specific specific situation but um if I could be you know I, I'd like to be able to tell my kids that I I do something yeah of course <laughs> and that's the most thing after that no no exactly um <laughs> I mean, if, if so, I love asking my guests this, but if you could give your younger self any advice, what would that be? Um, stop focusing so much on boys. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, like, I, I spent, I mean, it's, it's, it's so nice almost like having this conversation with you here today because I've, I've definitely, it's not all been hunky dory. Um, mm. I've really at times really struggled like um, within magazines and just being heard and being like getting like the, the perfect job at times seemed so so far away from me mm. um, and it was and it was almost the point at which I stopped focusing on getting it and and started focusing on just like enjoy trying to enjoy what you're doing and and having not losing sight of the 10 year or five year plan, but almost just really focusing on that like few month plan and enjoying what you're doing. So I think your twenties are really something to, um, you, you know, you're allowed to make mistakes. Like you're allowed to go to New York for a year to do this internship, whatever. <laughs> like just, just do it. Don't, don't, don't hold back. And for God's sake, don't, don't, do it for a boy no. <laughs> don't do it for a boy it breaks my heart to see <laughs> girls like, sign their life away to like you know but you know that whatever like it's yeah just hold on to to yourself and like believe believe in yourself and things will work out they always yeah, do. No, I, I couldn't agree with that advice I think especially in your 20s you have to make mistakes otherwise if you just kind of live that sort of normal life and you and you you'll always look back and think, oh my God, why didn't I do that year abroad? Or why didn't I travel there for that job? So yeah, I couldn't yeah. ignore that. And like, I just also I mean to add as well, it's like, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this, but no, don't, 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 <laughs> don't take any shit either. Like I think I, for quite a few years, I was, I think you, you do have to, you definitely have to respect the people you're working with. You have to put in a graft. Nothing's easy. People get stressed, but, um, in certain fashion jobs that I was working in, I was, I was really, I really felt like I was being mistreated. Oh, wow. um, just, just, I think it's like the creative industry, it's how it can be. But then there were certain bosses and people who I was working for that I just thought, wow, you know, you're just amazing. Mm. And I think um, you, you kind of have got to, if you're, if you're really feeling something, if you believe in it, if you think you're good at it, if you can think you can achieve something, I believe you can if that if that's what you think yeah. um so I don't you know there's there's a lot of this like oh you know I when I was your age I, I had to do this and you do you have to put in a graft but you you're really as capable as you think yeah. um so don't kind of let anyone let you think you're not yeah and I think having someone um like I've been through many different jobs and I've always put it down to whether I enjoyed it or didn't enjoy the role was who who was kind of my boss at the time and what their personality yeah. was and I think if you can relate to that individual more and they're kind of driving you to to think think your own sort of mind and like put your own passion and stamp on something they're the ones that get the most out of you but yeah it's it's really tricky because then you do have those managers who could just constantly are, are kind of putting you down and 
they just want you to stay at a, a certain level and they don't want you to grow yeah. any further. De- definitely. Um, and I think, you know, like you should be, you should be being empowered. Yeah. You, sh- you should feel empowered and, you know, you should hope to impact. Well, I, you know, I hope to empower like um, girls who were doing what I was doing like five to 10 years ago. Um, and I still, you know, by no means either now do I think I've made it or, you know, that I'm like, I'm done and like I'm successful. You know, I, you just never feel, you never feel like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I certainly don't. Um, so, it, you know, just definitely stay grounded, believe, believe in your, you know, believing in yourself and um, enjoying what you're doing is like really key. Yeah, definitely. I think the more you enjoy it, the more you'll kind of get out of it as well. So, yeah amazing um life about essentially yeah exactly. yeah exactly exactly um so thank you so much Kavita um I've really enjoyed having this conversation with you I hope uh anyone who's listening listening can not only kind of reach out um if you want to speak to Kavita um I can kind of send over any kind of messages or anything if you're looking to start in the fashion industry then of course I'm sure Kavita can kind of help in any sort of way but of course starting a blog and and starting your own brand is is quite a big thing to do so yeah hats off to you Kavita and any sort of links on the podcast um, and obviously the YouTube social media we'll post it all at the bottom um, of the video itself so thank you again Kavita. Pleasure thank you Polly great to speak to you. Thank you. Thank you.